Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. If you're going through any of life transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup book series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford. Good morning. I'm so pleased that you've decided to join us today because our guest is fabulous. We're going to have a great show. And so I want you to go get your cup of coffee, settle in your chair, and just expect an hour of lots of learning and fun. You know, Second Wind is about those transformations that we make in our lives. How well we make the transformation, totally up to us. But, you know, there's so much excitement about transformations. And when we move through them, there's so much to gain. Now, transformations can be... uh, a change in our living. For instance, we could go through a divorce. We could lose our spouse. The children move on and go on to college called empty nest syndrome. We start dealing with our parents in their later lives. Or, of course, the big one also is job loss. So with all of those transitions, we will transform ourselves. And through that transformation, we become an even, oh, I want to say even more fulfilled person in our living, in our life. So today, I'm excited because our guest is Sandra D. Robinson. And Sandra, like all of us, has gone through transitions So the exciting thing is of all the ways that she has gone through these and how today her life is even more exciting than it was when she was an actress. And she still is an actress, Sandra, I guess you are. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, we are so happy because she's going to share some of her growth that she has done with us as well as how she continues to be a productive interesting, exciting woman today. Now, when I first was introduced to Sandra, it was in Dallas at the E-Women's Conference. And so she was such a delight and such a warm person that I was immediately drawn to her. And she was promoting her business, which is Charisma, um, Charisma on Camera. And video has become very, very, very important to most careers this day, particularly in the coaching world that I'm in. 
as well as other areas of business. So this is why I was drawn to her. So she offers this as her uh, training now in helping other people develop their lives. But Sandra, you may have recognized because of her acting career, early acting days, in the Another World and Sunset Beach and Bold and Beautiful and General Hospital, Days of Our Lives, Two and a Half Men, the list goes on. And then you may not know that she is an equestrian as well and loves wildlife and conserving this planet. She is a radio show as well, radio show host as well. So we are just going to have a great time talking about all of the wonderful things that Sandra D. Robinson offers us. So welcome, Sandra. I'm delighted you're here. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm up early, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed <laughs> <laughs> out here in L.A. Like, it, woke up at 5.30 going, okay, I have an hour and a half to get my voice going, so let's make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you sound just great. So, well, good. Two cups of coffee in, so ready to go. <laughs> oh, you've got your cup of coffee. Well, it was fascinating to read you have done so many things. It's just... I guess how, I have. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, we always think the, that the actor is acting is such an exciting career to be in. And, you know, we all watch you. And uh, because we watch you every week, we kind of think we know you. You know, oh, when yeah. you come into our homes. <laughs> sure. So... So what was it like for all those years in the acting? Was it a good career? Did you love that experience? You know, I, I was one of the lucky ones, for sure. Um, I supported myself exclusively. I got an early start. I actually had my, my first national show, um, you know, network show, when I, was, I booked that. I was still living at home with mom and dad. I was doing local commercials and things like that in my hometown, Western Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. That's just outside of Pittsburgh. And I went up during the summer when I was supposed to be transferring to university in the fall. I went up during the summer and was auditioning. And long story short, I, I got my first job. And I remember calling home and saying to mom and dad, um, I got a job on a soap opera and I'm going to be moving to New York. And they oh didn't God. hesitate at all when they said, no, you're not. You're going to be going to college. <laughs> And then, and this was a ton of money at the time, and we didn't uh, grow up wealthy. So uh-huh. I said, but I'll be making $800 a day. And uh-huh. small pause on the other end of the phone, and they said, we'll help you pack. And <laughs> then it began. So I supported myself exclusively pretty much um, with acting, which is quite unheard of. I mean, first of all, that's not how most people get their jobs. They don't, you know, fly up and in four months have five screen tests and book a job. That, oh, that's that not amazing. how it is. So I, I had a bit of a, you know, a wonderful beginning. I paid my dues down the line. At some point, you pay your dues. I mean, there's a lot of actors that are, I would say, much more talented, probably more trained than I will ever be that are out here in Los Angeles and may never book a network show. And oh. that's the unfortunate thing. 
about it. You know, um, a very small percentage, something like 3% of our union actually makes enough to support themselves exclusively. And so, and when I say support myself, it wasn't always great. I mean, I had some years that were really pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then within one year I had a drop from almost a half a million dollars to $7,000 within 12 months. Wow. And I didn't handle that really well. (laughs) Well, no, that was kind of stressful. That was very stressful. Yeah. And, but that's, that's the crazy thing about the business and it's not boring. It's not boring when you're working. It's not boring because every day is a new challenge and, when you're not working, it's not boring, but in a very stressful way. And in fact, yeah. the way acting works is by the time you actually book the job, on day one of the job, you start worrying, what am I going to do when this job is over? <laughs> so oh, yes. it, it really is, um, there's a lot of inconsistency. And what I learned too is, is until you get to a level of extreme success where you start to create your own shows yes. and your own productions, um, as an actor, I felt very powerless because there were things that I couldn't control. If I walked in, you know, I guess you could say this about any job interview, but if I walked into an audition and I looked like, you know, the director's ex-wife or I was two inches too tall, I, mm-hmm. I could have been great for the role, but if physically my hair color was wrong um, or the actor they hired, you know, um, like I said, maybe was two inches shorter than me. Yeah. There was nothing I could do. And that's the kind of thing that had me just kind of feeling powerless. So mm-hmm. at some point I decided to, I think I had gone um, maybe two months without a job. And I thought, okay, this is crazy. I had taken a hit financially, you know, mm-hmm. from that big mm-hmm. amount that I was making to less. And so I decided to get a corporate job. So I worked in the corporate world as a sales rep at the height of the real estate boom for um, about three years. And in the end, I ended up working on General Hospital and doing that job at the same Mm -hmm. time, which Mm. is funny because nobody that was working that I was dealing with in my regular job um, for watch soap opera. So they didn't know. (laughs) So it was, it was a really weird time, but my husband actually begged me. He's like, please give up this job because I was crying on my way to walk to the car in the driveway on my way to work. Oh. I just hated it so much. I made money, and there may be some people listening that, that get that, and that's one of the transitions that I think was scary, but really super valuable to me that I, and I had the support of a wonderful man that said, you know, I'm right. doing well enough at the moment. Right. He's like, we're doing fine. He says, please give up this job and find out what you want to do, because I can't see you crying on your way to work. I, so that I was crying it. on your way to work to, to the real estate. To the, to the corporate job, yeah. Corporate yeah. job, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was a sales rep in a related field with the, with the real estate boom. I was working mm-hmm. um, for a title insurance company. And mm-hmm. it was just brutal. It didn't work with me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. But that said, it, you know, getting, getting back into what it was like, soap opera fans are very, as you said, I'm in their, their homes every oh, day. Yeah. <laughs> so they do so- have that sense of knowing uh-huh. You know, feeling like they know me. And when I was very, when I was younger, I was extremely,
extremely shy. The reason that I chose acting was so I could hide behind those characters. And so when I would step out and they would come running forward and hug me, it scared the absolute bejesus out of me. Because I didn't, I was raised in a Scottish, Irish, English family. Like there was no hugging. Right. There was no hugging in my yeah. family. You know, um, and so when people would come up and throw their arms around me, I was horrified. <laughs> well, we're going to take a short break here, Sandra. <laughs> and come back to hear the rest of this story because, uh, you know, hugging is, if you're not from that environment, that can really throw you off. All right. We will be back shortly with our guest, Sandra D. Robinson. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction you're taking? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. Each week is a dose of inspiration. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. Success Profiles Radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle, if I can do it, you can do it. So don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results. Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright, Mondays at 5 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. We are visiting today with Sandra D. Robinson, well-known actress, TV host, and a CEO and founder of Charisma on Camera Media Training studio and author of the upcoming book. Uh, Sandra was saying before the break, so we're going to clarify this, that at the time in her development, she wasn't used to hugging because of her growing up years, but she now is an expert hugger. I have had a couple of those hugs and I think she's doing really well. 
<laughs> I like your hugs. So Sandra, tell us a little bit more as we develop through your life and you get out of the acting and or mm -hmm. you're still in the acting world though. Yeah, I didn't actually leave it and, and just a quick aside on the hugs because um, I have to address that I yeah. got a, a wonderful email yesterday and I, I think that hugs are are fantastic and probably a lot of people have seen that viral video of the free hugs and everybody joined together and you know was giving <laughs> free hugs out in, in the public and, and great videos and I actually had a, a client that I consulted with by the name of Tim Harris who has Down syndrome and his parents have made it possible for him to have a restaurant and on the menu he was just on the view um a couple of days ago i guess oh um which was great and and he on the menu are hugs that's what he oh. said so i thought that that's was cool. very cute and i'm a big fan of hugs he said hmm. but you know um i had to go through some transitions in order to be able to handle that um and you had asked about um the acting um, i haven't i haven't quite walked away completely. I just, I don't go on a lot of auditions because I get more fulfillment out of, you know, um, being a speaker and a consultant mm. and, and working with individuals and doing workshops and, and seminars and things to help people really find that wonderful person inside that best version of themselves that they just love to share and helping them access that and yeah. putting that, you know, in front of live audiences or, uh, in front of a camera, whether it's TV, video, or video blogging, or um, even if it's just getting in front of folks at a boardroom or pitching your product or your show or whatever it is that you need to find financing for, all of that really helps to put your best self forward and yeah. to be able to love who you are on the inside that, you know, the gift that I believe God has given us. And a lot of people don't even know how to access that. So I, I work with people and really, you know, I fall into the category, I guess, of media training or performance coaching, but mm -hmm. I tend to work upside down and backwards from most of those people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was fortunate enough to go out and spend a day with Sandra, and I just was thrilled by what we accomplished that day. Uh, I walked away with a great speech and and um she yes she did drill me on those getting in front of that video camera and we, <laughs> but all for good because we had a great time and there was lots of growth that went on that day so mm -hmm. i i'm a big fan on on your work but you know so many people is there a difference well first off first question there's so many people that are afraid to get up and speak in front of crowds or mm -hmm. in front of an audience. And I, I have even experienced that a bit myself on the size, if I didn't know the audience. Um, and so as I get more proficient in this speaking world, it's not as much of a challenge. But are there people that just are born with the ability that they want to get up and what is that? Is that about confidence? What would that be? You know, um, and it's surprising because there you would think, yes, there are some people that just want to be in the spotlight. And oddly, some people would think that of me growing up. But like I said, I, you know, what's going on inside isn't always what you see on the outside. Mm -hmm. And 
um, I was extremely shy. But for me, if I could play a character, then I like to be up in front of people. If I was just me, I didn't even speak. Um, yeah. Other people, you know, love to get up and, and talk as themselves in front of live audiences. But, mm-hmm. And some of them are very successful. I've had amazingly successful people mm-hmm. that are very well-known speakers that have walked up to me and said, I think I need to work with you. I can't sit in front of a, a video camera and be myself. Uh-huh. So I, it's true yeah. because they get very used to having that feedback that we get from live human beings. And when you sit down in front of a camera, there's nothing there to give you any gauge of how you're doing. Ah. So obviously it's, every person is different. And that's Mm -hmm. the the challenge, the exciting and the tricky thing about how I work and who I work with. Mm Because when I work with my private clients, every single one of them is in a different place. And every one of them has to learn to get through you know, those circumstances, whether they're a live speaker who's having trouble with that red light that goes on in the camera and they can't mm-hmm. find themselves, or there's somebody that just, you know, really, I've had folks that have actually had anxiety uh, attacks with the idea of getting up in front of people or getting in front of a camera, but their, I would call it their why, their purpose mm-hmm. for having to spread their message was so deeply and rooted and so important to them that they knew they needed to do it. And I worked with them and helped them find that place that they were comfortable. And what I love about working with people that have that kind of anxiety is that they end up just flying. Once they hit the point where they go, okay, I get this, I can do this, they realize the importance of a medium like video or television or getting up Mm -hmm. and speaking, and there's no stopping them once they reach that point. Well, you know, so many people are doing the YouTube now as a way to get their message out. So that's Mm -hmm. definitely another form of using the video uh, process for getting their message out. Yeah. Yeah. I have some challenge looking at a video. I'm, I'm somewhat comfortable in front of the video if I can get out of my head and into my heart, but I have a challenge looking at myself on the video. Uh Uh-huh. Very, very normal. Very normal. In fact, 99% of the people I work with have that. I ended up, you know, way back in the beginning when I started working with um, television hosts, it Mm -hmm. wasn't as prominent. That's how I started training people was I was actually, um, I had one of my instructors say, I think you should train some of my newer television hosts. I was like, me teach? What? What are you talking about? (laughs) And, And it sort of, you know, that's how things in your life, it sort of fell into my lap, and I realized I was actually doing pretty well, you know, getting the message across to these people. Uh-huh. But television hosts, a lot of times when they would come to me, they were actors, so they were already used to watching themselves. Once I started working with entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. it was a whole different ballgame. Like, I had these people that couldn't, it would, and I remembered that. I remembered being in that, that, that space. And I was there for a really long time. I ended up having to name that phenomenon where people couldn't watch themselves. And I call it the tunnel of self-deprecation because <laughs> it's true. Because especially women, we are so hard on ourselves. We watch oh, yeah. ourselves on camera. And I was watching through, you know, closed fingers, you know, over my eyes. Because, like, mm-hmm. I don't really look like that. My hair is stringy. I move. I blink too mm-hmm. much. I move my mouth funny. Like, mm-hmm. all of these things that other people don't see, but we see, you know, the bump in our nose or the extra 10 pounds or 
whatever it is. We, we look at that instead of really looking at the greatness that we are. And that's something I call it a tunnel of self-deprecation because my job is to get you through that tunnel as quickly as possible. And you do that by watching yourself. So as much as it's uncomfortable, yeah, I have to do it. it the thing about having a coach alongside of you is that mm-hmm. I will point out like a cheerleader, I'll point out all the things you're doing right. So the more you watch it, the more I can change your focus from the springing here, the extra 10 pounds, all the stuff that other people don't see. Mm-hmm. And, turn your focus onto how well you're doing and how your skills are improving and how things are better than they were the last time that you got in front of the camera. And when you start doing that, it's like learning a new sport, isn't it? When mm-hmm. you start to go, I got the flow. Okay, now I now I know what this feels like. And you actually are able to, you know, re- recreate that more and more with ease. And that's why I call it the tunnel of self-deprecation. Right. So you, you do come out the other side. <laughs> you just oh, have to keep, good. You got to keep watching, and you know, have someone like me that's alongside of you, going, "No, you did this great. Do more of this." You know, well, and really concentrate I, on the good stuff. Yeah, I just couldn't believe how painful it was for me to watch my first video. It was painful. I mean, I was, I was reeking. I was oh, so self-critical. My goodness. Yeah, my that's, goodness. that's how we are. Is it, it, do you find it more in women than in men? Yes. Yes. Well, yes, but men do it too. I do find it, I I, I think men do it too, but I think they recognize it or they, or they, and they move past it or they hide it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm sure that they get through a bit of it as well. Women are much more forward and upfront about the painfulness Yes. That, they, that they, you know, that pain that they feel. And I think, you know, to women's credit, I think that the reason that women, you know, fill more audiences of motivational speakers, women are filling the coaching programs, women are looking for that self-help and buying more of those books than men, is that we will verbalize, I am in a situation I need out of it, somebody get me out. Yeah. And that's and, and that's the good thing. Like, we are looking for a way to overcome our challenges. And I think that's one of the reasons that um, I find that women speak up about it more and they want to get over it. Yeah, we're good sharers, aren't we, on that part mm-hmm. about the pain yeah. and the, the um, un- being uncomfortable. And uh, yes, the critiquing ourselves on the way we look, we are, we are pros at that. We are really pros at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, and, and, you know, that's why the training that I do uh-huh. um, sort of morphed from experiences that I had over many years of trying to get over my debilitating shyness and, and own who I was in front of the camera. I was at a position where people recognized me and they expected me to be very comfortable at all times, and I wasn't. Right. Yeah. And so that this journey actually didn't just change. My goal was, as a lot of people that come to me, my goal was to be able to be myself on camera and, and not embarrass myself. <laughs> right. And the, yeah. the outcome was it changed the way I walk into a room. Here we go to tunes. We'll be back shortly with Sandra D. Robinson. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. 
Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness, and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Are you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. You're talking with Sandra D. Robinson this morning. We're having a fabulous time. She's an actress, as you know, and a TV host. And her her present business is Charisma on Camera Media Training. So we're talking about the popularity of making videos these days in the lives of professionals. We certainly see a lot of play on the YouTube, but there's a lot of, of good quality that's produced on YouTube as well. So, um, Sandra, one of the things that we had talked briefly about was this thing called owning your space. Would you like to tell Mm -hmm. us more about that? Yeah, that's, uh, it was actually the name of my first DVD training. I called it owning your space. And it was a phrase that I discovered. And what I said right before we went to break was that the training that I have developed was morphed from everything that I had gone through trying to find this this space where I was comfortable on camera uh-huh. as myself. And I was being called into, you know, to charities and, and to get up on stages as, as well, but to represent charities or even sell skincare products and they would dangle a check in front of me and think I was going to be great because then I was on TV every day uh-huh. and I couldn't be, I couldn't be myself. So mm. part of, part of my process was learning how to really own who I was. And so when I call owning your space, 
I went out to own who I was on camera and ended up learning how to own who I was in all circumstances. So I was then able to walk into a room and have that confidence of being okay. And I was mm-hmm. so debilitating and shy. I would be hanging on to someone. I wouldn't walk into a room of people like at a party by myself ever. I just wouldn't go. If, if oh. I was supposed to go with somebody and they would cancel, I just wouldn't go. Mm. Um, so I, it was really, it affected, it would have definitely changed, it definitely changed the trajectory of my life mm-hmm. in so many different ways. I never would have met my husband. I never would have been involved with the people that I've been involved with. I have no fear of walking up to really anybody at this point. And that's a huge change. And all of that came about directly because I went through the process of understanding, you know, my, the blessings that I, that I have Mm -hmm. and knowing who I am and knowing how to put that forward, like how you feel on your best day. Mm -hmm. That's, I I work with people. It's like, if you have something great happen to you, do you realize how different people change you? Like if you, if you're, if you have a great sale or you had a great conversation with somebody or something wonderful happened and you walk out into the street, don't you realize that your day is different? People talk to you differently. Um, right. Because Mm -hmm. you you have a different energy about you. Mm -hmm. So I really learned that by owning that you're owning who you are on those days. Mm -hmm. And for good, for bad, you know, faults and all, blessings and all, you're owning who you are. And that's the difference. That's such a magnetic thing. It's not that the people that we consider very charismatic are perfect. And that's something that it took me a while to realize. The people that are charismatic are the ones that own the good, bad, and they're fine with it. Yeah. They don't apologize for it. They put themselves forward in a very honest and authentic way. And they are living life, I find, with incredible curiosity about other people. Those are the ones. They're not the performers. And we've seen plenty of that with the success of some of these live events, you know, with um, the various teachers and speakers that get up and and sell things. They're Mm -hmm. very good at selling. We started to get so refined about what we really want that we started to really just hone in on the people that seem authentic. And those are the Uh, ones that are the most charismatic. Those are the ones that you know, we really should strive to be more like, not the ones that necessarily sell, you know, millions of dollars worth of products. That's all well and good. But the people that we are most attracted to that we really want to follow are the ones that come up there, own who they are. And I find, as Diane Sawyer said in an interview with Oprah, that she has been in the industry that she's been in for so long and been successful because she's insatiable curiosity. Oh. And what a great way mm-hmm. to go through life. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, why why is it that I know? Do you think that that uh, genuine side comes across on videos? And why is it that videos are so important right now? Oh, does the genuine side of you come across? Absolutely. Right. The, the best way I find it the most effective, and I just sat down with a, a, a small group, very intimate group of extremely successful speakers and authors. Mm-hmm. And one of the women, a multi-time New York Times bestselling author, said that she doesn't often do this, but she went up and she spoke in front of 60, 60 women uh, near where she lives in the Santa Barbara area. Uh-huh. And, and she said, interestingly enough, only 60 women... And she went home and she looked at her numbers 
on Amazon for her book, and it it changed in double di- double digits that night. In other words, oh, like wow. these sixty women influenced the sales of her book just <gasps> because she got up and spoke personally to them. Now, even if you could get up and speak live, I mean, what's the biggest group that you could speak to? Maybe a couple of thousand people, mm-hmm. but the way that you can reach more people with your energy is to, to do video. It's the second best thing to being there, and you can reach more people that way. It's hugely important. Mm-hmm. And even if you're a small business owner and you're not looking or you're a new speaker and, and you're not looking necessarily to reach hundreds of thousands of people or millions of people just yet, your essence should be what they sense. I mean, I work with lawyers and doctors and dentists and people that own day spas. And I try to tell them having a video with your energy is so important. If you are a family therapist and I go to your website, I can read all about your accolades and your education and the people that you've worked with, and that's wonderful. But if you have a video that shows me your energy, I will trust Mm -hmm. you that much faster. Mm. I will build. I will feel like I can build rapport with you by just mm-hmm. seeing who you are and what your energy is, and it's hugely important. It's not just having videos up on YouTube because I think a statistic from even a couple of years ago. Imagine it's worse than this now. Every single second, there's an hour of video uploaded to YouTube. Yeah, well, it's huge. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> but you know. The idea is to have a video that your people, your crowd, your tribe, your followers, your potential clients, patients, you know, customers will be able to find with your help, whether you're putting it on Facebook or you're putting it on your website or you're sending it in an email to them. It's really important for you to be able to share who you are in video and just it don't worry about the millions and millions of people that are viewing, you know, or, or putting up all of these videos on YouTube, the most important thing is make sure that the people find you mm-hmm. and find yours. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all you need to worry about. Don't worry about the cats spinning on the ceiling fans. It's not important to you. <laughs> <laughs> the cats you know what I'm talking spinning about. on the, the ceiling. Viral videos, but they're like, silly. Okay, kid president, superstar in YouTube world. Doesn't matter to you. Cute to watch, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, now, when somebody decides to do a video, do you, I know this is so, this is such a woman thing, but do you have suggestions on what we should wear and, and. Oh yeah. Well, I, you know, some of, some of the best um, information can be it just to make sure that people know this, they can find a lot of this stuff for free. I do it on my website, which is charismaoncamera.com. But also, since we're speaking about YouTube, I have a YouTube channel, both my name, but you can find the trainings under Charisma on Camera on YouTube. So just, you know, look for the channel and you'll see two tips in two minutes. In fact, I posted something on my Facebook pages this morning with a link to one of the two tip videos because it's Tuesday. So I do, I always put up new or old two tip in two minute videos on Tuesday. If I can right. help it, I try to remember to do that. Uh-huh. And so I have one up today. And those videos will have these kind of tips in it. But I gladly share some with you now. Um, first of all, I learned from working in soap operas that lighting is hugely important in the way we look. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I, always, I always made friends with the lighting people. <laughs> <on the show. laughs> 
<laughs> because it doesn't matter, especially as you start to get older and you get like the wrinkles around the eyes and stuff. Yes. It's like you definitely want to make sure that you're lit well. Um, <laughs> and part of that is always facing the brightest source of light. So if you are seated at your desk and you have a window, face the window. If you're putting lights on you, put lights at an angle of 45 degrees, two okay. lights at 45 degrees so that you can evenly light your face. The idea of lights is to make sure that you are lighting as smoothly as you can. Try to get away from shadows and, you know, light coming from one side. Or if you're shooting outside, which isn't always a good idea, but if you're shooting outside, don't shoot at the, at the middle of the day when the light is overhead. Oh. Yeah. It's really hard. You know, shoot. It's a harsh light. Shoot in the late afternoon where the, the sun might be setting a little bit, it's literally warmer. It warms your skin tones. It's a better time to shoot outside. Um, but shooting outside also has some issues with sound. Yeah. Um, because I guarantee you that even though you may think it is Sunday morning, your next door neighbor will decide that's a perfect time to start the leaf blower. <laughs> guarantee yes. you. Or, or the, yes. the crow overhead will decide to just, you know, sing an opera above uh-huh. you. That, right. That's just what happens. So um, sound is hugely important. Make sure we can hear you clearly without an echo. If you have the opportunity to buy a microphone that clips onto your body, we call it a lavalier. That's mm-hmm. a better thing to do. Or at least a directional mic will help. Sometimes sound will make a video seem very cheap. And yes. you don't have to spend uh-huh. a lot of money on on your equipment in order to put, put forth what looks like a very good, high-quality video. Framing is hugely important. Don't put, you know, I don't want to be ceiling, seeing your ceiling fan, speaking of ceiling fans. So even if you're using the webcam on your computer, make sure that it is just slightly above eye level for you and that you're looking a little bit up at it. That yep. way, we don't have a big old space above your head and we're not looking at your ceiling (laughs) we don't want to see your ceiling we want to see your eyeballs (laughs) well those are all good tips and when we come back Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that you should well we have 30 seconds so why don't you share that uh, that uh place now it's on charisma oh yeah two things that they can do is we're talking about youtube they can go to youtube and search charisma on camera or charismaoncamera.com. And it's no fancy spelling. It's C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A on camera. And that's how they'll find all that free training. We'll be back with Sandra D. Robinson. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political, too nice to be real, tame even though you really want to be unleashed, like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending. Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to The Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. The Chic Speak is the Woohoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. 
Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of La Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Get ready to live La Bella Vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live La Bella Vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. I am having the best fun today. We are having so much fun with Sandra D. Robinson actress and having her own business with charisma on cameras she is the ceo and and founder of that company but we were just talking over break about some of the fun things that she has experienced and and some of the questions that you might just be curious about i was a little curious about some of these she really sparked some of uh, questions for me but sandra maybe you could share a few just like questions like what was the most fun show that you did you have been on so many things I know that might be difficult yeah um no it, it actually is pretty easy The I of course and it would make sense for people to I guess when I think about this but I'd done so many years of daytime soaps I mean uh-huh. you know almost 14 years of drama um that I loved loved the few occasions that they would have me on um comedy shows mm. sitcoms mm-hmm. and it wasn't so much that i had this you know that i was a lead in in some of these like guest star or co-star in some of these things but i loved watching the wittiness of the writers because with no shows you you watch these incredible people like john cryer you know who i got to work with in two and a half men and and he's just brilliant. And the mm-hmm. physical comedy is something I've always loved. And so to see them just write and rewrite over a period of 10 days or so, eight to 10 days before they actually get in front of a live audience and see how the script morphs and gets funnier on a daily basis. And then to see these incredible actors that actually embody physically these funny things. I just, mm. I love, I hope that some of their talent would rub off on me and I can be witty. <laughs> It's just so much fun. Is yeah. all of that humor that you see in those two uh, two actors, is that any originality on their part, or is it strictly lines? Oh, no, I, I think I think they, in all of those kind of um, sitcom situations, I think the actors a lot of times put forth 
what the writer then goes, oh, yeah, let's, let's do that. Or the, the director says, oh, oh do yeah. more of that. That's, that's great. Um, in fact, with the two and a half men, uh, in fact, the very last, we were, we were done shooting the show and we shot the last scene and the director comes out and says, wait, wait, I have an idea. And we reshot the last scene in front of the live audience with a twist because he saw something that he thought would be hysterical. And there at the very last second of the, you know, the, you know, the, the end, end of the shooting of the show, they mm-hmm. changed something and it was even funnier than it had been in all of the rehearsals up until then. So I love the fact that they are willing to kind of go with the flow when it's funnier. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm amazed by that. I love that whole process. Yeah. And you alluded to a reality show that you're involved now with. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I actually, I will admit, I have talked clients out of reality shows <laughs> because <laughs> sometimes if you are the subject of a reality show, you are not always painted in the best light because yeah. depending on mm-hmm. what they want the show to be. So I have had some people come to me with a proposal for a reality show based on them, and I have kind of talked them out of it or mm-hmm. said, if you can't have control over this, 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 I would walk away. And a lot of times they have. Um, So the irony is that I'm saying that I'm in a reality show. But the reality show is not about me. It's actually about the paranormal. And um, I believe if you go to Blip, B-L-I-P, Blip TV, um, or even search for a show called Paranormal Tech, that's T-E-C-H, you'll be able to see um, some trailers and possibly the first episode of Paranormal Tech. We're about to shoot the second full episode of it in a couple of weeks. And um, it's being shopped to the networks. And we mm-hmm. have some excellent people standing behind us, so we'll see what happens. But as it is now, it's online. And uh, it's, a, it's a group of us, believers and skeptics, that mm-hmm. come together and investigate paranormal activity. Oh. So I kind of fall on the fence a little bit um mm-hmm. i represent the the christian so we all have different you know different levels of belief or yes. skepticism and okay. so we battle it out with each other and i come in as the faith-based one that ah. although i can sense i can sense things and uh-huh. have had experiences in my life mm-hmm. i also have faith to kind of keep me in line and i don't go all out saying that i'm speaking to dead people and mm-hmm. i don't really go for that stuff but <laughs> Well, but we have members that do, and so yeah. we investigate and we have it out. Yeah. Well, give me your ideas. Of why are the reality shows so popular now? I mean, they go from uh, ridiculous to... Honey Boo Boo's. Yeah. 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 Which I think is ridiculous, um, to pseudo-reality of Duck Dynasty, yes. which is scripted mostly and I have to admit I couldn't it was one of those that like people watching Duck Dynasty I'm like I am not and then I realized that like people that I think are extremely well that are extremely intelligent are like I love this show so I tuned into it and I love this I love Duck Dynasty it always makes me laugh I think it's hysterical Uh um and then there's reality shows that I I have always loved that are competition reality I love the voice love the voice I, oh. I feel like it makes me smarter. I appreciate yes. music more by listening yeah. to the way they coach people. And I get very involved in who's going to win. And, you know, Daniel Bradbury, mm-hmm. I'm still a huge fan because she won last year, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are various types of reality. The reality shows, I think, are really promoted by the networks. They're much less expensive, with the exception of things like, you know, American Idol or The Voice. 
Um, They are much less expensive to shoot. Production cost is extremely low. When you find something like the characters in the Jersey Shore, they don't start off making a lot of money. If it takes off, then there's money being generated and you can pay them and they end up being overnight, seems like overnight sensations. Mm. And sometimes I would say undeservedly so. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, I prefer to see people that are really talented and brilliant be promoted as, you know, someone that our young people should look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really kind of, I'm sort of mixed feelings about it, but I think as an audience, we, it's, it's the same appeal of the soap operas, watching people that have troubles being happy that our troubles aren't as big as theirs, uh, that we're not yeah. that messed up. The thing mm-hmm. about soap operas, the reason that they are going away, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think they're dying completely. I think they're going to be morphing to uh, kind of better fit the attention spans of people. Our Mm -hmm. attention spans are very short. Reality shows have the same attraction that soap operas did or watching people with problems, but they are intercut. They're literally edited in shorter periods of time with people talking, the talking heads going, well, I was so angry at her because she came in thinking she was all that and cut back to the scene, you know? Right. So Mm -hmm. we keep the brain stimulated more with the editing that we see all the time on reality shows and soap operas are a little more drawn out still. So I think soap operas going to have to change to keep up or not be canceled and reality shows are going to be here for a while. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's always interesting to hear a professional's opinion about (laughs) some of those things. We certainly, you know, see it from another side, but there is one thing I'd like to ask about because we are so attached to the TVs this time of year because they're talking about all the awards. Unlike oh, the ball yes. games. It's award season. <laughs> but yes, the awards. And they seem to go on and on and on. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm like, do people honestly, would you go to more than one during this whole season of award shows? And Sometimes even you have would, to. You have to? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, if you, you know, honestly, if you've got if you've got shows that are nominated, or you've got a, you know a movie that's nominated, or you're nominated, yeah, you gotta you gotta go. Well, how many it's part would of that the job? Be? Three, four awards. Yeah, I'd say maybe three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, some people really enjoy it, but for me. I mean, you may be, and I think Oprah did a thing that was very raw, where she says, okay, getting ready for the awards were the Golden Globes, I think, maybe, or something. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you start at, like, 11 o'clock in the morning with the makeup and the hair, and you get in the car at, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and you're there by 5, and then you go to the parties until 2 or 3 in the morning. And yeah, it's a long day. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long Hey. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even get to eat the food. Like it was a Jennifer Lawrence or someone was saying that, you know, they, they didn't serve food and when she finally she was at the red carpet for so long. Oh, I know what it was. She was in the red carpet for so long that by the time she got into the theater where they were serving the dinner, they were taking the dinner away. And she was oh. like, Wait oh. <laughs> So she didn't even get to eat anything, you know, all day. And then they start serving oh. alcohol. So, of course, yeah. people are, like, blitzed. It's people's choice of where they're, like, right. totally blitzed because of yeah. that, you know. Yeah. They take the food away because they don't want the clinking of the, the, you know, the forks and knives and things, and they just serve alcohol. So yeah. enter mm. a rowdy a rowdy bunch Fun of party. people. <laughs> well, see, 
<laughs> Thank you for sharing that insight as to what happens. <laughs> but once again, tell us how people can contact you if they're interested in doing some video work with you. Sure. It's uh, charismaoncamera.com. You can also find me, Sandra D. Robinson, on Twitter and Facebook. Um, a thousand different ways that you can that you can locate me. I have the YouTube channels, Charisma on Camera, and then mine. And you know, YouTube, I'm probably not the only one this has happened to. You'll find several channels under me because Google Plus has done this whole thing where they give you another channel. And I, I know that my social media girl says that she's just overwhelmed with people trying to straighten out all those things. People have more channels than they should. Right. But Charisma on Camera is how you'll find me on YouTube, and you'll find the training that I talked about, the two tips in two minutes. There's a whole series of those videos, and, and they can watch those. And I posted them on Facebook, too. So um, today would be the perfect day because it's Two Tip Tuesday, so you can find it on Facebook just by looking me up. Okay. Well, Sandra, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate so much that you were able to give us this time. It was your delight to visit with. And thanks for sharing. You're doing a great job. (laughs) All those (laughs) tips and secrets that we at home are constantly looking at the TV going, really? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. This has been a delight. And um, I know that for those people like me making videos these days, that you're a valuable resource and one that we should definitely search out. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Oh. Thank you for joining us on today's edition of Second Wind. Join us again next week at the same time as Joyce and her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its fullest.